0: This is the North Carolina Food and Beverage Podcast. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and hitting subscribe on your friend's phone without them knowing. Coming to you from the kitchen studios in downtown Raleigh. This episode is sponsored in part by Joe Van Gogh Coffee, serving the community from seed to cup, taking particular care at every step to honor the bean.
1: And now, calling in sick to be here. It's
0: Max Trujillo and Matthew Weiss. Hello and thank you for listening to the North Carolina Food and Beverage Podcast. I am your co-host Max Trujillo.
1: And I am your co-host Matthew Weiss. And it is time to make the donuts. Oh yeah. Mr. Alejandro Contreras from Tepui Donuts is in studio with his wares trying to fatten us up
0: I love him for it.
1: And going to tell
2: us all about the secret to his sourdough donuts. What's yeah. up, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's a pleasure.
0: Well, we appreciate you coming in here. You've been kind of a behind-the-scenes rock star for everybody here. This is not the first time you've been in here at the kitchen, and not the first time you've kind of hung around these walls or even around what we've been doing. Yeah. We have a lot of mutual friends. You know what? Let's take this back. Diddle-do, diddle-do, diddle-do. Back to this time when we weren't allowed to go outside, when we had to wear masks, and when we thought that we had to leave our Amazon boxes outside for three days before we could bring them in because huh. we were scared. it. we have it. to go back there? <laughs> I mean, it was a ridiculous time, but yeah. I am going back to, of course, this halftime that we had in our lives known as the pandemic. I think it kind of starts there, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I might have been one of Tapui Donuts' first yeah. customers ever
2: you are yeah 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 i would Um, say like first 20
0: yeah yeah you are friends with uh former guest of the show kevin ruiz and uh, and a bunch of friends that we've known um you will get into your history but you've worked along a lot of people that have been on the show and just people that know in the area and so there was a lot of buzz while we were all sitting at home watching tv and netflixing like crazy and getting bored with all the food that we could make and out of nowhere Tapui Donuts kind of just showed up online in a digital realm, and we're like, what's Tapui Donuts? What is this? And I remember Kevin Ruiz texting me and saying, hey, man, you you got kids. If you like donuts, this is the best way to go. Show, Show a brother some love. Hook him up. And I thought, oh, and you guys were delivering. I thought, well, why not? So I ordered a dozen donuts or so, and then, boom, they showed up the next morning on my doorstep. And for... As all as we all know, for not getting out of your house for a while, it was such a treat to have something made that was unique and different, and uh, and 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 so anyhow, thank you. The family loved it, nice. but maybe we can start there. What was going on on your end of it as you were just creating tapu'i donuts in this crazy pandemic?
2: Yeah, so that's how I started. Um, I began this project back when I used to live in Argentina, Mm -hmm. like a side gig. But so I came to the States with that focus, you know, that starting that project here. I was cooking at mandolin for a couple of years and then pandemic hit. So Sean Fowler, the owner and chef was very smart to turn a fine dining restaurant into a to-go meals yeah restaurant kind of
0: quick serve yeah. so
2: yeah we just started making um comfort food okay to deliver them to deliver it around the area and i had i was making donuts you know just trying out recipes new ingredients because all was so different from argentina so He liked the donuts and he gave me the chance to start selling them there on Mandolin. Were you making pastry? Were you the pastry chef at Mandolin? No, I was a line cook. I was on pastry for a while since there was a vacancy, but I'm more like a line cook and I self taught myself how to bake at home, but never worked on pastry chef, like as a pastry chef.
1: But you had made. You had made donuts back in Argentina. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: At home. As a side hustle. Just because you like donuts and you saw the commercials back in the day of time to make the donuts. Yeah, I
2: came for vacations.
0: Yeah,
2: that was it. Uh, Ring the bell. Like, I I came for vacations, I think, in 2018. And my friends showed me Krispy Kreme and I was like, boom, you know? like I mean, like, never had a donut like that, like fresh and hot. And I went back to Argentina, and there are no donuts there. That's
0: what my question was.
2: Yeah, they're not a thing. No, there's they're not a thing. I think there I mean, were back today. You yeah. just
1: put Nutella
2: on everything in Argentina, right? Okay. Dulce de leche, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, dulce de leche, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, you don't you don't need the
2: donut. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm gonna make them myself. Um, so I started trying it out and. That's how I got known here in Raleigh, you know. We started selling them through mandolins, uh, farmhouse meals, and doing contactless delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started doing that in the mornings on my free time at home, um, and doing contactless delivery around the area. Okay, so so let's hold there for a minute. So what does Tipwee we mean? is um is a method it will be a flat mountain, basically. Okay. Uh, oh, a mesa. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A
0: mesa, a flat mountain. <laughs> yeah, right. that, yeah. Yeah, like a plateau. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, and they're only located in Venezuela, in the south side of the country. I don't know if you watch uh, the movie Up from Disney. Yeah. That's like that's a tepui. Uh, so it's this place like the. Oh, he not, put it's like a
0: house on the top of that yeah, flat. That's cliff. a
2: tepui. It's like at the lost world, and you can only find species that only exists there hmm. um it's a very unique place uh i had I the sense
0: no one knows that
2: well you yeah. know what now that i'm looking at
1: the box and looking at the, the logo, logo yeah it makes yeah. so much it sense it makes
0: sense um by the way uh share those boxes over here let me <laughs> hand <laughs> one of those over to me someone yeah. did not have breakfast yet <laughs> someone is me yeah. and uh <laughs> look at this we got yeah. By the way, if you haven't if you aren't watching the North Carolina Food and Beverage Podcast on This is a reason to watch on uh, YouTube, you're missing out. Oh my goodness. For one, Matt looks like a professor. Like he looks like he's impersonating Robin Williams from Good Will Hunting right now. He's like, it's not, it's not your fault. Not your fault. fault. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and Alejandro. Oh, whoa! These are not even donuts. <laughs> oh, I got swag you in got here. Swag. I got shirts in this one. Oh, okay. All right. All right.
1: Here, here are the donuts. Look at this. This is All right, wow. Hand, puff, puff, okay, give, this is this does not sound good on the pod. So no, um,
0: we are looking at amazing donuts.
1: here's here's the technical part about what sets your donuts apart. Oh my goodness, they are a sourdough base. Yeah, that that's not a usual thing.
2: That's not a traditional thing, right? It's not. No. Yeah, I think that will make them unique on a flavor texture. Sourdough helps the bread to or helps us to have a better digestion. Yeah. Since it's all natural. Yeah. You no know, preservatives. And it's almost it's not you
1: if you're celiac you can't have sourdough, but if you're gluten like uh, sensitive, sourdough yeah. is a lot easier,
2: correct? Yeah, yeah, because it's just natural, you know, it has no preservatives or anything. But but to make a sourdough you have to have a starter. Yeah. So where'd you get your starter from? I just started it as soon as I got here. You made your own starter, yeah, and is that it. so? That's still the yeah, I, like that's a four-year-old starter now. That's crazy. Day.
0: But where did you come up with? I mean, it, for one, you didn't know donuts. You didn't grow up around donuts, and then you saw Krispy Kreme.
2: They're did, not sourdough. I did grow around donuts when I was a teenager. There was this donut shop that opened in my hometown, and they started very small kind of like me, you know, and they grew up so fast, and I was like, well, donuts are the way, you know, so I always had that idea in my head. And
0: where's your hometown?
2: Uh, San Cristobal, Venezuela. Uh, right, so
0: you, yeah, you're Venezuelan, although, yeah. not to be confusing, you lived in Argentina for a-
2: Yeah, for five years. Got it. Right. And then I came here in 2019. Right. To me, um, because I have
1: some, like, they're not technically family but they're like my family that's from argentina and they're from buenos aires but like it seems that everybody that lives in argentina has family in venezuela
2: maybe yeah i mean it's i feel like it's kind of like south america is like the united states you know like if you see it on the map it's basically a huge piece of land with different cultures um I feel like here every state is a country, yeah, yeah, you know, like side like the west coast, east coast are so different, and I feel like it's like Venezuelans and Argentinians kind of, you know, like the contrast, yeah, in culture, like uh, dialect, different states, yeah, it's yeah. like we all speak Spanish, but it's like we're different states, yeah, right on, <laughs> okay, so.
1: We have to take a right turn from donuts for a second because there's a very important story uh, to be told here. And Max was in a really desperate situation. We're going to get to that story in one moment. So I'm going to leave you guys hanging on that.
0: Because first. Oh, when Alejandro was my man hey, in shining armor?
1: That's
3: I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. You're teasing?
0: Okay. When he, when he became my knight and shining. I think it armor. sounds better, though, when it's like Max was in a desperate situation.
1: Max More on wasn't that later. In
3: town, I was the, in a desperate situation. Oh, <laughs>
1: Max left his assistant in
0: a desperate situation.
3: The More castle on that next week. The castle was unattended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but before we get there, I think what we were talking about, um, you know, we talked about Venezuela, we talked about Argentina, but uh, there's also this other country, Colombia. Which uh, has some pretty fantastic coffee, and I'm drinking We're all drinking mm. the Casablanca, the White House, Matt. That's yeah. what that means. Casablanca Colombia Gesha from yours truly. Not yours truly from yours truly. There's truly Joe Van Gogh. Yeah, Joe baby. Van Gogh coffee, and uh, this Casablanca blend with uh, with notes of, and I'm not kidding. This is what it says: fruity pebbles, hibiscus tea, and silky. I didn't know silky could be a flavor profile. Yeah, I think it's the texture. Maybe a textural thing, but this does come from Santander, Colombia. Santander. Uh, very, very high elevated uh, uh, elevation uh, beans. And this is a light roast, which is really nice, because you do get a lot of the light, subtle flavor that comes in off the, off the nose and on the palate.
1: Um, but- I mean, you couldn't have nailed it better for somebody that was bringing in donuts. Donuts and coffee in this
2: light roast? like
0: yeah from South America that's well, very
2: nice because the part in Venezuela I'm from is the Colombian border oh and Santander is right there it's like a hundred miles from my hometown
0: we knew it's that. like we play yeah, yeah we knew that yeah, yeah. although yeah. our crazy research team we did that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this coffee was born out of a dream and now blossomed into a sure thing they did their best to match Liliana the owner of the the uh, farm Liliana's passion care and intentionality when it came to roasting this limited-time Colombian-washed gesha. So, if you want to learn more about it, or you just simply want to get yourself a bag, go to jovango.com to find out more. You can shop online, and you can also get their coffees at any of their locations all throughout the Triangle. So, again, jovango.com.
1: Nice. All right. So, who wants to tell this story? Max, Elizabeth, uh, Alejandro, <laughs> do you want to tell this
0: story? Well, let me set the I'll set the stage. You set the and stage. Then we'll, and then we'll move it around a little bit. We're talking about crafting crafting in nightdale crafting in nightdale it's a uh, food, food hall, hall that uh, i co-own with my partner kip we had recently taken over one of the kitchens uh, there's four kitchens in there and we um we rent them out but this particular one i was like you know i really want i want to do pizza it's close to my heart i worked for Wolfgang puck for five and a half years he's like known for that amazing west coast style of pizza and i looked at him like you know what i've been reading like tons of like books and Watching all these lectures about how to do the proper pizza and all, and uh, in doing so, we 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 changed over. We put in all new equipment. We got everything going. It was an arduous task to say the least. But I hired a gentleman to run the kitchen. Gentleman,
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> taking <laughs> the, the very high road. interpretation of the taking word. the high
0: road. But uh, let's be real, people. Um, this is a real like restaurant story right here. Without getting too salty, let's just say it didn't work out. And let's also just say that this gentleman decided just not to come to work one day and essentially left the kitchen high and dry. All the prep was done, everything was set and uh this person that I had hired just decided that they were going to do whatever they wanted to do and one of those things was not working at Crafton that morning or ever again. And so Matt and I we were already on the road with our families to Wilmington because we were uh, judges for the Taste of Wilmington or the Taste of Wrightsville Beach. Yeah. Uh, a food competition, and so um, we we were there, and we were like not in town. And Elizabeth, who is here in studio, but also works at Crafton and kind of runs everything when I'm not there, texted me and said, um, "Chef ain't here, and isn't coming. Uh, I don't think he's coming back." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." This was literally the first day we had all the prep ready to go, so we could actually start start selling pizzas. And, well, second night. First night was his night, and then he never came back the next night. So, I'm like, okay, great. After trying to figure out all these things, Elizabeth, what'd you say? What'd you say you could do?
3: I could could do it. I could open Paseo.
0: (laughs) I'm like, you're going to run the pizza kitchen.
3: And had you ever run pizza kitchens before? I've never worked in a kitchen, period.
0: Right. And so, I'm not trying to be condescending when I say this. I'm like, Elizabeth, come on. Like... (laughs) You've never tossed dough. You've never made a pizza. Like, There's a little bit of skill that is involved in this. It's not like you can just do this. And she's like, I got YouTube. I'll figure this thing out.
1: And I'm like. By the way, Anthony Guerra just called in and he's like hot.
0: Yeah. And angry. Yeah, exactly. Well, but Anthony, uh, by the way, I'm watching that guy since I've been so deep in pizza, like going to Oakwood Pizza Box. And just watching him do it, like I have even more respect now, just like watching the skill level that he has. Anyhow, we make it into Wilmington. I'm frantically figuring out what are we going to do, trying to figure out anyone else that I know that can throw pies and can help Elizabeth. And at the time, our dishwasher, Jessica, who had worked at, in a pizza kitchen for a little while. I'm texting everybody and uh, former guest of the show or a member of the uh, the kitchen, good buddy of ours, Bobby McFarland. He knows everybody. I text him, Bobby, what can I do? Can you help for one? He's like, I'm in Utah. Like, that's not convenient for me. First name out of his mouth. He's like, what about Alejandro? Tapui Donuts. I'm like, oh, oh, why? Does he he know how to make pizza? He's like, dude, he's awesome at making pizza. Like, really? He goes, yeah, give him a call. And let's preface, Alejandro and I, we're not like good buddies. We haven't gone back. I mean, we know of each other and we've had a few like encounters but this is like a big request. Hey, man, I'm out of town. Can you run my restaurant for me? Can you run the kitchen on day one? And is you know whatever? aside
1: from your own aside business your own
0: that thing. you're running? What was? Walk me through a little bit of that that conversation that you had with me, Alejandro.
2: No, yeah, I like, I was super busy. I think it was a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been yep. working since five a.m. and it was like four p.m. something like that. Um, and I was still prepping. I remember for Sunday. But I I told him, man, like that's it's fine. It's, that's the story of my life, you know. Like it's not something new in restaurants that someone calls in or you get a crazy story like that. Yeah, but you were so gracious. You're like, yeah, when I'm done here. Yeah. yeah. So I think
0: when I called you, it was like noon or one o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So You were in the middle, of, in the throes of making all of your sourdough donuts and doing all of that. But you're like, I think I could be done by about four, and maybe make it over to your place by about five, five. Yeah. And so, and so I text Elizabeth. Elizabeth, I don't think you know Alejandro. Maybe you know of him from Tepui Donuts, but he makes pizza. He's coming in at five o'clock to show you and Jessica kind of what to do. And uh, and even to her credit, she'd been making pizzas all afternoon during lunch. Tell, Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about this. What were you doing?
3: I don't know. I was I was just youtubing. And I messed up a couple pizzas the first time and then kind of figured it out, but it was literally like once you had called me and told me that somebody was coming to show me how to do it, I was like, told the whole team, I'm like, just, just hold on till five o'clock. We'll be okay. We can be okay. As long as we make it till five. (laughs) And that's pretty much what happened.
1: Like, and you made a couple of pizzas and I made a
3: bunch of pizzas. We were actually yeah. really busy that day, which we had been really busy the Friday before with the with the actual gentleman that had um helped us. And so I was like, Well, I don't wanna be I don't wanna close on a Saturday after we were just busy on a Friday. Like I want I want people to know that Paseo's here, that we have pizza and then but on top of that it was really important to me to make sure that the product I was putting out was still okay. Like, I didn't want to put out, you know, a wonky-looking pizza. Well, I had two of, like, yeah, Jessica and I think Hunter was in the kitchen. And we kept getting tickets, and the pizzas weren't shaped right. And, they, and I was like, we can't put this out. And like, no, it's fine. It's pizza. And I'm like, it's not just pizza. It's the Paseo product. We wanted to make sure that it's still good. So,
0: And let me preface that, like, Elizabeth started as a server, like, you've been a manager the whole time, but, I mean, as far as duties, you were serving, and you kind of got thrusted into bartending, only just a month or two before or a couple months before, but you'd been bartending this whole time and now you're in the kitchen and now you're just making all the food. I mean, there's still pastas and salads on top of the pizzas, but you're doing all of that. And I mean, it was, it was crazy. And like, just to be like, you know uh, what it's like in restaurants. I mean, that's, that's what it's like. And not everybody does this. And this is why Elizabeth is who she is. Like, yeah, that, that
2: needs to be lauded and applause. that's the kind like, of people you want in your restaurant, you know, the people that think or everything. Pizza needs to be yeah. made. I'm gonna figure it out. We're gonna get yeah, the pizza. Yeah, no there.
0: fear. It was it was really amazing. Hey, round of applause for Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, thank you. That's
0: was- a story in this, you know,
1: times of dire restaurants and staffing issues. That's really awesome. That yeah needs to be needs to be uh made aware of.
0: So okay, so now it's five o'clock, and uh, Alejandro comes strolling through. Wait,
1: before we even get there, how do you know about pizza? Like you're a, you're known as. I mean, I know you worked in Mandolin, you're at this. You got some chops, but where did you get your pizza knowledge from?
2: Yeah, same thing with donuts. You know, just at home and baking, trying out recipes. Um, it's hard to be a good cook. And a good baker at the same time, you know. So yeah. you have to just dive in and learn. Okay. But yeah, it was pretty much learn mistakes and. All right. So keep learning. Um,
0: so you had never even been to Crafted Nightdale, I don't think. I mean, we like I just gave you the address, Mike. Here it is.
2: Yeah, and I went there. Like it wasn't even that bad. I feel like uh, your guy left a good some mis- plus. Um. Yeah. Like. We had a good amount of dough balls for the night. Uh, yeah. It so, would have been worse, you know?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he had made everything. Like, his intention was to work, and yeah. then he just decided not to. But um, but then I think you even made dough.
2: Yeah, for the next day, Uh, while you figure it out. Yeah. And even, <clears throat> so, like,
0: that was amazing. And you stayed, you, you basically worked from, like, five until close and made pizzas all night. We... Put a few points on the board. We made some sales, which was really great. And uh, and ever since then, it also kicked my ass because then I'm like, well, I'm not going to be put in this situation again. So I just learned and I taught myself how to make pizza dough on Monday. Yeah. I I literally, and this sounds crazy to say out loud, it, it never works out like this. I'm knocking on wood. It, it genuinely in my life, because I'm Mr. Negative, never works out this way. But for some weird reason... The first recipe that I just, like, I read many things, but the first attempt I had at making pizza dough, it actually came out pretty fucking great. Mm, (laughs) And I was like, how did this happen? And so (laughs) since that point, I never strayed from that recipe, and I just kept making it the same way, and probably made it, I don't know, 10 times since then. And uh, cut to now, and we'll get into his story later, but former guest of the show, Kyle Tears, of, uh, at the time, uh, well, Whiskey Kitchen fame, then Saint-Jacques has now been hired and now he is uh, he is my yeah. chef at Crafton. and he's got a lot more coming to to talk about soon not just um, working in the pizza kitchen but uh, but we'll get, we'll tell his story and Crafton's story on another day but I just felt it being applicable to you coming in and really showing like I just think it's a great story about camaraderie this uh, this restaurant community really is like an extended family I mean
1: you well, know and by the way, Alejandro, you didn't ask for a dime. You're like, no, I don't need money. I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm just doing um, this because
2: you're.
0: Oh yeah, I was like, I can. I, let me pay you. What I do you mean, want? Yeah, like, you a I feel boxer,
2: like so- there's so many people that's been helping me here in Raleigh. You know that that's what I love from here. After living in a couple of countries, I think that's very nice from here. Like the local scene and there's a lot of support, local support. That's very nice. You paid so it's it the car. least I can do, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, so thank you again. That was super Pleasure. cool yeah, and Thank you. <laughs> and it was great. And then like even since that point, Elizabeth has just kept the the kitchen like she she's put it on her back. I mean, for a while it was it was me and her and uh Jessica, uh the three of us just running this place and we're like we don't know how to run kitchens like Yeah, I know I have years of experience in the restaurant industry, but I was never a chef, and really the only things I'd ever done in kitchens was, like, pull a few line shift, like, jobs on a day when somebody didn't show up. Like, I could do garmage, or I could saute something or whatever, but, like, to go, oh, no, you got to do prep from the top to bottom, make sure all the mise en place is done, make sure all of the, everything has been worked out. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah and huge credit to my uh, my small little team by us doing this even uh yeah hunter as well you mentioned he was like uh, essentially our food runner our bus boy and he came in he's like i got it i got it and he was running in there and it was pretty awesome the best part too if you read any of our google or yelp reviews during this time
1: i was going to ask about that i would love to read the the reviews of those first couple of nights
0: they're like specific about saying how great the pizza was like, it was it was crazy it wasn't just like okay we got through it it was yeah. like no we kind of shine like yeah. we're like oh this is really good and we've been getting great so like by the way come to craft and have some pizza it's delicious oh yeah like it genuinely is delicious pizza so it's cool but yeah. it, uh, it was made uh, by a team and a team of <laughs> a team of people that didn't know what the hell they're doing and some friends from the outside like yourself so uh it, it was it was really cool. I look forward to it. Uh, I would be lying if I didn't say that one of the reasons that Alejandro was here is I asked him to be at Crafton at some point with Tapui Donuts. We talked about it. Yeah. it. Still may or may not ever happen, but I think you also kind of were like, I want to be in I want to be in Raleigh. This is my town. I want to. I have some established uh, people like a network here, which I totally understood. Yeah, makes sense. And so currently, to shift back to Tapui. Where are you? Where can people buy your donuts?
2: Uh, mainly at Idle Hour, Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, Idle Hour. That's the coffee shop that's
0: essentially right around the corner from Mandolin.
2: Mandolin. Yeah, eighteen eighteen Orlean Road. Um, they can pre-order them on my website, Uh and pick them up there at Idle Hour. And I'm on weekends at Pine State, Muse Coffee Shop in Gardner. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm at Mandolin, The Rock, for uh, Young Hearts, in Cucciolo, for brunch. Oh, wow. Every weekend. Um, yeah, and just... So you've moved it around.
0: And I like, I mean, you saying all those places, I can tell, I can I can see the connections, right? Obviously, you worked for yeah. Mandolin, Sean Fowler, so you're, you're right. there. Cucciolo, former guest of the show, Alex Ricci. You guys are friends, and I just ate there over the weekend, and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah um, great job. And then Young Hearts Distilling—that's a trophies distillery that's just around the corner from us here—and mm-hmm. uh, they're they're doing a great job. So that's that's pretty awesome. You've been able to diversify what you're doing, both online, starting, and then now kind of having a home base at Idle Hour, Idle Hour, and then just now selling it around. So what comes next? What are you trying to do?
2: Well, I'm trying to keep that uh, wholesaling and just being around all the area. And for the last couple of years, I've been funding you know, the business and I think our year could be 23, man, yeah. uh, to open a spot. Yeah. Finally. That'd be great. Man. Uh, I think we're ready. You know, we're creating a crowd. We're known now. So when you say yeah. we,
0: is this the Royal "we" or do you have a team?
2: Yeah. My team. Yeah. No, How big I, is I you always know? see this as we, you know, sure. Yeah. Not just me. Uh, I have a team that's been working with me for about a year. A couple of guys. Uh, super proud of them. I think the team is everything. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Okay.
2: So, 2023 is the year. Hopefully,
1: we'll see it to be like brick and mortar yeah. and be able to go to someplace. Talk to us a little bit about the craft behind the donuts. Like, So, we know it's sourdough. Yeah. But also, when you people talk about pizza... Make, in making pizzas, they always talk about their oven, so right. because so, like in donuts, not only do you have to bake them, but at some point you have to deep fry them as well. Yeah, they're right? fried. So how does that process work? Do you bake
2: them first and then deep fry them? No, um, they're just deep fried. Uh, it's a 24-hour raised sourdough brioche. Okay. Um, I really try to use very good ingredients, organic, um, local sourced, um and yeah like i start very early in the morning like three four a.m depending on how many i have to make uh roll the dough cut them proof them fry glaze and decorate them box them so that comes last like the flavors yeah. and the deck yeah. because also you had you you have like I don't know that was
1: more like of a like a cruller that and
0: you had It was like a custard filled uh, Yeah it but it was, a was like a
1: creme brulee egg no creme brulee That's amazing but, but it was also like a like um it, it it wasn't a donut shape
0: Right it was like a jelly like, filled where it didn't have
2: it, it was a It was whole more piece, like square like Yeah it's shape. a filled donut
0: Yeah Yeah
1: but so when you're cutting those
2: you have to know which ones you're going to fill I'm assuming right? Yeah but I have a cutter that is has a hole you know, okay. like the regular shape of a donut, and the one is just a circle.
1: Okay, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. You just cut a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. So it's really you just know how much you're going into the weekend. You have an idea about how much you to sell. You make yeah. them, you cut them, and then how far into it? Vi- like the donuts you made that you brought here today. You made them, they're um, fresh today. Yeah. Assuming. Yeah.
2: How long will these be good for? Like, would you be I mean, comfortable just selling? Just one day. Just, one, just day? one day. I don't. I don't sell donuts from the day before.
1: Yeah. So you've got um, to come up with your own gig if you have like your own gimmick like crispy cream when they have fresh donuts the lights on i'm, like, I'm already doing?
2: doing that man uh, okay there's already an option on my website for people to order made to made to order donuts yeah oh. and they get they can get them fresh out of the oil they'll melt in your mouth like amazing so, but you're thing. like
0: super thin you're clearly not eating your own donuts what's going on here like
2: yeah, i eat like once a week just, Just once right. a week? Yeah.
0: Oh. That's why I should never be a donut maker. I, I would plow through all of these right now if I had. <laughs> no one was watching. Or if you're watching, I don't give a shit. Uh, but, but let's talk about some of the flavors you're doing, because uh, these are not typical. I mean, this isn't Krispy Kreme, and this isn't like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, from the beginning, I've noticed you did unique flavors and unique designs. So tell us a couple of, of flavors that you're proud of that you make.
2: Yeah, so I... Try to keep it fun, Um, I have a variety of, I would say, around 20 flavors, classic flavors like jelly field, peanut butter and jelly, maple, bacon, all the classics. And I have seasonal flavors depending on what's on the market. Let's say I go to a farmer's market, they have blueberries, they'll make a blueberry, jelly. Now, on the holiday season, I have six guest flavors. Okay. Uh, bread, orange, cranberry, peppermint bark,
3: mm.
2: gingerbread donut, um, eggnog creme brulee. Yeah, that egg, That's egg eggnog you, creme yeah.
0: brulee was over the top, and it, it felt like you actually had some rum in there or some, like... A, yeah, I mean, it's bread.
2: eggnog. It's eggnog custard. Yeah. Um Ooh. Ooh, it's delicious. So I, I tried to play with... Let me ask dad. you this. Uh, uh, let's say you were going to make an NC
1: F&B donut. <laughs> what would that be like? I know I'm putting you on the I spot.
2: I'll put bourbon for sure. I know your oh. guy here mm. likes bourbon. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Matt likes chicken. I know you so... for wine.
1: Yeah. It'd be tough to make a wine-flavored donut. I It'd don't think weird. so. No.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, maybe you can take like wine a wine glaze or, like a port wine or, like, I've been, or strawberry. I, I have made a uh, rose glaze donut, mm. and it's really good. There we go. Yeah, okay, um, ladies love it. Like, all
0: right, like a bourbon for, cream filled with a rose glaze, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like bourbon caramel kind of thing, maybe,
1: yeah, yeah and a rose. Glaze. Yeah,
0: all right, let's order
2: it. <laughs> this guy's the limit. Um, <laughs> yeah, Um am I'm always trying to make collaborations with local businesses. Right now, I'm using Prime's barbecue uh, oh, yeah. sausage and making kolaches oh, uh, cool. with donut dough. They're uh, like a bee in a blanket. Um, oh, wow. Prime around so, the corner
0: from uh, a yeah. Yeah. So, so You
2: have one there, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah so like savory. Yeah. Savory dough. Yeah. That is kind of a thing. That's like...
0: Yeah, the, yeah, the kolachi is becoming popular. You know, when I went to uh, John G's barbecue, uh, that was something he was serving in line. Because, yeah. like, the, when Kyle and I we were there, there's, you know, maybe 150, 200 people in line. We were the third people in line, which is yeah. crazy. Uh, but he came out and a guy walked by and just said, uh, I'm taking kolachi orders. And this was at 9 a.m. and they opened at 11. So it's mm-hmm. like just to tide you over. And so we ordered a few of those. But, like, you wouldn't think. Uh, barbecue joint you'd get these kolaches but yeah why not like it's basically just i mean what it's like it's not like an empanada but it's like a it's like a ball like a uh, yeah it's like a, or something but filled with meat
2: yeah and you can find them with sweet feelings too uh yeah. like in texas for what as i know uh brisket field um anything wow i will put like ham and bacon sounds amazing yeah you know, I was listening. Not to get off topic,
1: but I was listening to that episode, and my belly felt <laughs> full just listening in, listening to Good it. Like to the John G. I-, I just don't yeah. understand how you could like go there, tailgate, eat as much food as Kyle brought, then still like fully chow down at the barbecue place and eating kolaches online uh, while you're waiting online. That's and I like- didn't
0: even mention like because it was just more like happening in the moment. We didn't really like review when we when we sat down to eat. Kyle Sutton literally ordered the entire menu. Yeah, Like, literally ordered every single item that that John G. makes, that Garen makes. I mean, the, the tab was, it was like 500 bucks between three guys, four guys. And, I mean, we had so much food, it was ridiculous. Now, we, we packaged a lot of it up, took it home, and we had it for the families for the weekend or so, so that was great. But, I mean, uh, it was over the top. I probably consumed, like... Seven thousand calories just in one sitting in the and, morning, and I'm not even kidding. I mean, and then yeah, we had we had bourbon uh, coffees and like it was so decadent, so over the top. But I highly recommend to someone like if you want to get a true North Carolina, or really that's kind of like a Texas experience, but it's happening here yeah. in North Carolina, is like get up in the morning, drive out
1: to the place. No, you know what? Kyle Sutton just needs to do like bus tours to it. Like he yeah. just needs to do his own bus tour. <sighs>
0: That guy—he didn't even sleep. He stayed up the whole night, just making all the food and making all the drinks, making everything. And then we got to his place. I'm like, "When'd you wake up?" He's like, "Oh, I haven't slept yet." I'm like what? <laughs> He's committed. That's dedication. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but well, just
1: back to to tie the tie the, the knot up or tie the bow up. So, are you seeing a lot of requests,
2: a lot of sales
1: on the savory or meat yeah. filled donuts? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of people moving in from Texas and Yeah. Different states. So yeah, I've been getting a lot of Request demand that. on that. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Where where are you? Where's your commissary? Where are you actually kitchen? I'm right now I'm using Mandolin's kitchen. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well that's cool. Very convenient cool. to sell them at idle hour, you know. Yeah. Right around the corner.
0: That's perfect. Yeah.
2: We love Chef Sean. He was he was
1: on OG, like, we were still in your basement. Yeah, uh,
0: like, in the top 20 episodes, he was on. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's been, uh, he's kind of like a pillar in this community. Totally. Doing things right. I just saw him at the Maniota Murphy event um, at Angus Barn, and he was just throwing down. I mean, he's, and and even he, I think we were talking about, like, going more vegetarian, plant-based. I think even he's doing that, too. Like, cutting out a lot of the meat doing more like as a throwback to uh, our most recent episode with carolyn morris in the yep. fiction kitchen and uh it's funny it's like a lot of that is kind of all trending in one way and i think it's a lot of times these, these chefs that are like really conscious of the sourcing and where they're buying their their product yeah but he's always had his full farm as well so like you get yeah the fowler farm doing
2: all of this yeah it's very nice it's
0: but, cool yeah well thank you again for coming on in believe me like thank you forever you always got a seat at our bar at Crafton, We make you a cocktail, or uh, or get you Thanks, maybe man. get you a pizza next time.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll show you how. I had it, pizza that night. Yeah, yeah. It made me one. Want... Nice. Did Elizabeth yeah. make the pizza? No, I did it.
3: But... <laughs> if I made it that night, it would have turned out burnt. I'm sure she was bouncing around.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, she was bouncing around. Yeah, like yeah. at the bar. Bounce about right. Mm-hmm. I was the bar tender that night as well. <laughs> and, That's right. Yeah, and I was a floor manager.
1: And I was in the, in the kitchen. The, yeah, And the pizza sushi all over the place. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know what? What Matt and I were doing while you were doing all of that? Oh no. We
3: were
1: eating, eating. seven thousand calories of food that we being that we were judging as well.
0: Yeah, we were the judges at that Wrightsville Beach uh, food contest or competition, and we literally tried. I think it was twenty three or twenty six different dishes
1: somewhere. Somewhere in there.
0: that a round of of drinks and or food, and every time they'd bring food for us to try, they'd also say can we uh, top you off, get you a drink, get you a cocktail? You want a glass of wine? You want a beer? You want whatever? We're like, uh, yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Except sure. though, like we kept having to tell them, could they give us a judge's pour of the wine? Because <laughs> it was like a sip.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matt was upset at the amount of booze he was getting on, on the 23 courses we had. But, um, need something to wash it down. Yeah. So, I mean, the, this was like, a th- this is like proof positive that this industry really does kind of come together and work really well. Uh, even in those dire needs or dire moments. So I say to you, Alejandro, thank you so much for
2: what you thank did. Thank you, dude, yeah. And
0: Elizabeth, I cannot thank you enough for that day, but even just all the days before and after being such like a, I don't know, just a, an amazing companion in this business. Like,
2: treat your people right, man. Like, th- yeah, it's man. hard to
0: find good people in this business.
2: It is. And, uh, yeah. And it does everything, you know, like you want to treat them off your family, um, your yeah. team is everything, you know? Like, I. Yeah, it's the most important that's thing. It. Yeah, like they make your business run, you know? Like, you have to treat them right and keep them motivated. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think that's why a lot of people is just like, don't give a you know? Like, they're just like, mood. At least here in Raleigh, I can see it. Like, all this scene, like, there are no cooks around, good cooks. I feel like people just mood. But it's just because like the industry is not grateful to people, you yeah. know. Um Yeah,
0: you have to if, if you show respect about the position yeah. then and, you yeah, may get it back, yeah.
2: Old school days are gone, you know, it's not like people will work their asses off to rise and climb into the kitchen line yeah. and become a chef, you know, like I feel like that's all lost. So, yeah, yeah you people, have to improve with the new times. Yeah.
0: yeah. Although I will say, I think that some of that is coming back. I think people, I've I've witnessed a lot of passion out of uh, some cooks, and my there's still hope out there that this there industry is, yeah. is kind of coming back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, normally I am Mr. Negative, but I will say being positive that I do think people are starting to really respect the craft, there's only so much you can learn from YouTube. There's like yeah. It's it's really standing next to somebody that has years of experience and wisdom. And they don't have to be a grandpa or whatever. They just have to be somebody that's been doing it for a bit and show you a couple of tricks, show, show you a couple of yeah. Uh, skilled ideas and then you be it's infectious. Like you get that yeah. knowledge and then you want to give it to the next person. And that that ultimately is kind of how this industry has has always progressed, you know, is the um it's the bequeathing of knowledge and experience to the next person so i think that still is there and i'm hopeful I to think see so
2: that too. yeah yeah um, yeah just don't let it die
0: <laughs> yeah well with with people like yourselves and elizabeth and and me of course and matt we won't let it die we'll let it, we'll
2: let it yeah. stick This show is the
1: is the recording of all of those passions and uh great knowledge so yeah. thanks
2: for being here Alejandro. thank you guys for having me yeah it's a pleasure
1: yeah Thanks for bringing all these donuts. My kids are going to be so happy and hopped up on sugar tonight.
2: Um, for all of
1: you out there, go to, to B Donuts or look them up on Instagram or go to Mandolin or go to Idle Cafe uh, and get yourself some B Donuts. You will eat extremely thoroughly.
0: Thanks for listening to the NCF&B Podcast. And if you've stuck with us this long, review us on iTunes and remember, five stars are encouraged.